0: So I had a few things that I wanted to mention, but let's just see what, what comes up, uh, and, and kind of if, if they come up anyway. So, does anyone have anything they want to... Well, I want to say,
1: it's not, it's not a question, it's just that with the practice, I find I find it, when I'm walking, I find it difficult to be doing matter for someone else. Okay. It's much easier for me if I do matter for myself as I walk, mm-hmm. and for the other... I, and. Sitting I can do for myself or the other person. Yeah. But when it comes to the other person, I find it much easier if I'm sitting, if I'm still, and I'm working with it. I don't find it so easy walking and working with someone else.
0: What What happens that it feels difficult?
1: I don't seem to feel very much.
0: Okay. Mm. Is it to do with... It could be to do with um, the way that one's paying, including the attention to the body. In other words, it might be. Um, That's
1: what I try to do. I uh, try to include attention to the body at the same time. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, but like right now, so we're we're looking at each other, and there's a sense with your eyes open of, for instance, you could you could offer me meta, I could offer you meta, right? Mm-hmm. Um I guess I'm just wondering what makes that difficult as the body's moving if there's a sense of as i'm looking at you, and I think you know may ruth be well it's actually that there's a sense of the whole visual field and you there in the visual field and that that can kind of stay while we're doing while we're walking <coughs> that can um you understand that can be the frame of 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 what's going on. So, do you have a visual imagination? It's very visual. Very visual. Okay. So, if you were to walk between two points and imagine someone at the other end, it it may be a sense of of having that whole visual field as your kind of field of of meta. If that makes sense. Okay. Um explain that a bit more. Okay. Um, well. As you're looking at me now, do you do you can see the whole visual field, and you can kind of single me out if you want. And
1: yes, and I'm seeing everyone. Yeah,
0: else. good, right. So, that, but there's a sense of that whole visual field. Yeah. Now, what what if you just stood up right now? Do you want to? Yeah. yeah. And is it still there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, just curious. Let's see. <laughs> if you centred lightly your attention in your, in your chest, in your heart centre, and, is it that, it's like, you can move around radiating that out, can you, can you, yeah? yeah? Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of, towards me, but you have the centre of the whole space and something coming out of <coughs> the body like that, okay. yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting that much room to walk. There. <laughs> um, just wondering.
2: Should we,
0: we move? Just, maybe, maybe you could just stand by the door, Ruth, and then just walk even just a few paces okay. So to walk towards me. So you've got your body sense, and you've got this whole big space of the room, but within that space you're kind of focusing on me, mm-hmm. and from your heart centre, perhaps, just staying with that as, as you walk a little bit. Don't worry about your feet and yeah. all that. Yeah. How's
1: that? that? That's good. I, I I think what I was doing, I was trying to. Um, it wasn't just coming from the heart. I was trying to, at the same time, focus to other, on other parts of my body to yeah. see what else was reacting, yeah. and perhaps it was just too much going on. It could be. Yeah. Um, um, instead um, of just staying with the heart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So there's two things. So that's great. So. Um, there's two things. One is, um, yeah, it might be that centering in one place in the body okay. might be more helpful. Right. Okay. And then uh, from that place, maybe eventually, the awareness begins to kind of expand out to include the whole body and the whole field of the body. If it does, great, and you might notice more things. And if it doesn't, also great, you've still got your, your heart center. yeah. And then the second piece is also just how fast you walk. So it might be easier walking fast or uh, easier walking slow. You know, <coughs> so, so I would play with that as well, um, and then feel very free to just stop and reconnect with that, and then start again. Eventually, you'll just get the hang of it. It's not. It's just a matter of finding the r- the right way in to kind of um, settle your your attention. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Great. Good.
3: Yes, I can relate to what Ruth is saying. Yeah. Uh, the way I address it <coughs> is that uh, at, I only I stop at the end, mm-hmm. and when I arrive at the position, where I'm not moving. I'm standing there and doing the meta for the fire and for, and that works for me much better than when I walk and mm-hmm. just focus on the walking because I've done so many. Uh, walking meditation, yeah. not doing the metta at the same time, if so it's much like. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sure,
0: sure. See, see if I mean, w- would you be open to experimenting and seeing if you can actually have a bit more choice there, so that so that you can actually walk and do the metta.
3: Well, I, I, do to some extent, I, I use Catherine's advice, which is to imagine you're walking with the friend, uh-huh,
0: side by side,
3: and yeah, uh, the friend I I've, I've picked someone very close to me I live with, so it's easy, you know, uh-huh. I can visualize uh-huh. very easily there, and it's, it's in that case, it that works quite well, but Good. what I find difficult is to have a huge, big space, yet, you know, the uh, space around the body, of aware- awareness, is, is not huge at the moment, so I, I need the person fairly close Jaws. good, <laughs> side by side works good. Best.
0: yeah 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 it doesn't have to be huge this space yet um it it may well get huge in time but it's not like the bigger the better necessarily um so that sounds like it's working it's working really well you know you can have them uh, at, at the end you can have it side by side no, no problem i mean i think it would be really good to feel like when you do walking meditation or walking in the city, wherever you live, you know you can be doing mindfulness of the body, or you could be doing metta. That would be really good. So you can you can kind of get to decide uh, how what you're developing, what you're cultivating in the heart, and and you have a choice over that. that. Would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. why you might choose?
4: One from another, from another, from another. Say, say again. What? You were saying with the walking meditation, mm-hmm. um, cultivating metta, cultivating yeah. mindfulness of body, why would Why would you, why would
0: you do one? Um, um, could you hear that at the back? No. no um, that's okay. Miwa's asking, um, why would we choose sometimes uh, to cultivate mindfulness of the body when you're walking and sometimes to choose uh, cultivating metta? Um... <clears throat> um I guess they just work in different ways um, so when we're doing the meta practice we're actually working directly on the heart to to open the heart to soften the heart to what we're really doing is um, actually what we're really doing with the meta is transforming uh, the kind of groove of where the where the mind and the heart sits, so uh, we're, we're moving it to a place of more loving kindness, so the intentions of loving kindness are more uh, common in, in the mind stream. Um, and that's the principal thing that we're doing when we do that. When we do mindfulness of the body, um, well, there's all kinds of things that can happen in mindfulness of the body, but it's a kind of grounding practice and you might notice different things. So it's, you're kind of setting yourself up for different directions there. Um, I'm not sure if that answers. Does, no, not quite. Okay. Um, can you say a bit more? Are you?
4: I think it's a longer question. Oh Well, go ahead. I, th- I
0: don't know. If everyone's interested,
4: though. It's just about all the different kinds of practices yeah. and where they lead to, but I think it's pretty
0: <laughs> um, well let's see let's see what we can do. Um, there's lots of different practices. there's lots and lots of different practices. Um, um, on, a, on a more obvious level, so a person might be m- moving um, in their life, uh, whether they practice or not and realize that um, there's quite a stream of unkindness or harshness or judgmentalism. And um, you could say, just practice mindfulness and just watching and I just begin to notice that and that will have an effect in letting go of some of that. But probably to deliberately practice the metta will be you know, a kind of extra powerful, you're really addressing that head on, you know, the judgmentalism. Um, eventually, all practices come come together. Uh, when the Buddha taught, you know, it says, "If we go back to what I think I said in one of the first talks, um, you know, if we take a big step, like what's practice about? What's practice about? You could say there's the cultivation wing." There's a bird with two wings, a cultivation wing and the insight wing. And freedom comes about through both. So we we cultivate qualities that bring happiness. So loving-kindness, some of you may have noticed it already, when it's around, there's happiness around, there's well-being around. So cultivating the well-being is part of what enables us to let go. It also just gives us resource, you know. Um, if we say the point of practice is letting go, and if we just say, "Well, just let go, just pay attention, just let go," I say that's like very often what we might say in mindfulness: "Say just, just pay attention and let go." I may not have enough resources inside to let go. I know it hurts me to hold on to this. I know it's painful, I can see that I'm holding on to it, but if I don't have enough inside, if I feel like I don't have enough, enough nourishment, enough resources, I won't be able to let go. Something in me keeps holding on. So, does, does it make sense? Yeah. Part of the uh, very, very powerful function of these cultivation practices, generosity, loving-kindness, compassion, etc., um, is that they build... Uh, Build, they allow, they deepen um, our resources, our really deep nourishment. So we have enough. And what is it to move in life feeling like I have enough? Not like I don't quite have enough, I don't quite have enough. How does that affect how I am, say, in an intimate relationship, you know, with a partner? It's like if I'm in that relationship and I feel like I don't have enough, I start putting all kinds of pressure on the other person, and guess what? The whole thing goes through the floor sooner or later um but the same thing in relationship to food the same thing in relationship to this or that i need i need i need this well being if i put all my eggs in the basket of just mindfulness and i just hope that if i just pay attention <coughs> everything's going to kind of let go um it will bring a lot of letting go but there'll be some pieces that i can't because i don't i just can't somehow manage to convince myself to let go um like I could talk a lot about this, but I'm not sure when to stop. Um, does that, is there more there? Or? No, that's Are you sure? Um, <coughs> l- 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 we'll say a little bit more. Um, cultivation and insight. Um, mindfulness is in the service of insight. So we start paying attention, and then and then sometimes just sitting there, and as you know from your, your practice in the past, just sitting there, just being mindful, just walking, just being mindful, or at home or in the street, just being mindful, and we start to notice more. And sometimes that noticing, insight arises. We understand something and we're able to let go. Um, these cultivation practices, uh, building happiness, um, they also build... Stillness and clarity. In other words, a happy mind is also a, a clearer mind and a stiller mind, and able to see more deeply. Uh, so, not only does it let go more easy, but it but it it sees more more clearly and more deeply. Later in this retreat, when we start doing more of the emptiness practices, um, I'll repeat this later. But there's There's other ways to get insight. In other words, we could be kind of um, just simply mindful and let insight arise. Or you can deliberately uh, play with the way you're looking at things or what you're cultivating, and out of that, insight arises. And sometimes also out of the meta practice, and some of you might have noticed this already, insight arises out of the meta Mm we'll get back to that so how does that sound for now yeah (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. all right jackie
4: are we meant at the moment to be repeating the phrases just when we're sitting and walking or in the rest of the time
0: good yeah um so uh you've got an option at this point um See what works for you, okay? Um, the, the movement towards continuity of, of the practice is, is wonderful, but you also don't want to kind of feel too, too imprisoned or too burdened by it. So what I was going to suggest is perhaps beginning to take it out of the formal practices just a little bit out of the sitting okay. and walking just a little bit. So what might that look like? It might look like when you remember as you're walking, you know, down the corridor, um, whoever crosses your path or walking in front of you, just wish them well. You know, wish, so it's like, it's a, a very fluid <coughs> practice. Or you're standing in the lunch queue and someone's in front of you or behind you, just wish them well. Or you're scrubbing veg potatoes and the person next to you. Or you're sitting at lunch, and these people, and, and then just, and you just dip in and out of that for a few minutes, uh, or a few seconds even. Yeah. So it's quite ad hoc, and quite fluid, and, and really just in terms of who's who's coming into your field of awareness. Yeah. Now people are different with this. Some people, if they're using the phrases for the meta, they keep those same phrases going a- off the cushion. Uh, so it's may I be, may, may you be, etc. And they keep that going. Other people uh, would find that, uh, do find that much too burdensome. It's too, it's like the mind needs a rest. And so it could be that you just go down to like words, like peaceful. Or just sometimes the word metta. meta, And you just sum up your intentions, just this moment of intention, whoever's next to you, just this moment of, so again it's like finding what what feels right for you because you might you might be a person that that is really happy just keeping phrases going the full phrases going all the way through or you might feel that's way too uh, heavy feeling so experiment a little bit and let it begin spilling over and actually what's a very lovely way of of just well whoever comes i don't know you or maybe i do know you i don't know anything about you but just wish you well Wish you well. And and then they pass, and then there's no one there, and you forget, and then the next person. Um, so if you want to play with that a little bit, that would be... Yeah? Okay. Um, but see, now, now would be a good time to begin opening up to that a little bit, I think, after a couple of days. But see what feels right. If it begins to feel heavy and pressured, um, let it go. You know, or just do it much less. But it's interesting, because sometimes we can feel like, oh, that would be so much work. But actually, I remember, I'd, I can't remember, maybe a two-year period or something. All I did was metta. It wasn't a retreat. I was living, uh, when I lived in the States. And and I noticed at some point, point I tried to keep it going all day. So going to work and in the street and in the shower and everything. And um, I began to notice at a certain point, it's actually much more restful to be doing the metta than it is, uh, you know, all this junk going through the head. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> And we think, well, what about my, you know, my freedom to think and my creativity and, and da, da 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 But actually, um, as I noticed, mm-hmm. you know, most of the thoughts that went through the, the mind, it's like I'd had them a thousand times before. It wasn't particularly anything new. or um, And actually it was a very, very, once finding ways to get into that rhythm, it was a really lovely, very spacious feeling and kind of, unfortunately, the... Uh, what the Buddha would call the untrained <coughs> heart and mind, will eventually snake into, into trouble. <laughs> it will find trouble for itself. Do you understand? If I don't... If I'm not what the Buddha calls guarding the mind, it, it just... Sooner or later it goes off this fantasy, this daydream, and next thing I know, I'm in... I'm creating some trouble for myself. Do you, do you guys know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So, it might feel like, oh, God, no, you know, I don't want to do that. That's that's too pressured or I don't want to put pressure on myself. Actually, we're really taking care of ourselves. It's just like, just settle down in this and it's, oh, that's nice, you know. So, there's a little bit of inertia um, to want to kind of uh, let it fill the day more but actually be, oh, that's really, it's a um, a haven, you know, it's a haven to be in, in, in the simplicity of it. It's, uh, it's what, as Catherine was saying, was it this morning, it's like, Brahma vihara means a divine dwelling or abode or place to hang out. It's like this is a good place to hang out rather than all the knots and the complications and the you know contortions we we so often get in when when we're not paying attention to where the mind is yeah you please so the
4: um Field of awareness, yeah. bubble. I the bubble. Yeah. Um, I have a sense. I can have a sense of a held field quite close by, and then I'm doing meta and I can feel that gets filled up. But as it expands, it's like it doesn't. I'm wondering what the purpose of having it as a held, contained space. More small. Or uh, well not even just the size of it, but um, having a boundary to it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes, I don't know if this is something for me to work through, um, but, but there's tension in that. Mm. Whereas if I just let it go, mm. actually everything's much more useful. Mm. But perhaps the awareness isn't quite so focused of exactly where it is or exactly what's happening. I'm just wondering if that's something to work with or allow. Or
0: when you say the awareness isn't so focused, what do you mean by the awareness? The, the the meta feeling, or what's what's not so focused there?
4: It feels like my attention then goes out very far, but only in specific trajectories, uh-huh. rather than uniformly throughout uh-huh. okay. the whole thing. Okay. So I can go right up there. Yeah but I'm forgetting about this Okay,
0: yeah. And what's in that space then? What's in the big space? What does it feel like?
4: You mean the, the whole space or the held space?
0: The whole space, the big space.
4: Um, it's just... It's just everything. Okay. Um, it's not anything particular, it it's just... Does it feel... Existence, it? okay um infinity, space, that kind of thing.
0: Would you say it has Meta in it? Does it feel like it has Meta in it?
4: Sometimes it's very, very palpable that it is Meta, Mm -hmm. and sometimes um, I just kind of like the the openness Mm. of it. Yeah,
0: okay. Okay, great. Um, mm.
4: It feels nice to have the boundary relaxed. Yeah. But I'm also aware that then the meta that I've built up in the bubble isn't so fo- so focused on me or so kind of concentrated.
5: Okay.
0: Um. <coughs> <coughs> it could you think of it as having two possibilities there? Me. Um. <laughs> so one gear so to speak of of this vehicle is is with this bubble being you know not too much bigger than the body so it's really it's really here and yeah may creep into that some tightness as as you said at times and then it might be a matter of working within that bubble but just kind of um, letting yourself open to the feeling there so if there's a feeling does it feel nice this bubble
5: when I'm doing that, I am. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. So so then letting yourself really open to that, mm-hmm. that enjoyment, okay? okay? Um so there can be a quality of receiving, mm-hmm. opening to the feeling in that bubble. And if mm-hmm. you go into more of that receiving mode, it will tend to feel less tight. But it's still here. Okay. It's still here, yeah? Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of bathing, sunbathing, uh Leaning metaphorically, leaning back in this matter and kind of just soaking it up, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's uh, not quite so tight and pressured, yeah. And mm-hmm.
4: um, not trying to expand that, at, just keeping at the atmosphere at that first. point. No, that's
0: that's first gear. Is is uh, not trying to expand it. Just just bathing in this in this mm-hmm. here, right? And just doing everything you can to to enjoy that and, and let yourself bathe in it, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, when it's expanding, is it expanding by itself or you're you're letting it...
4: It's just no, It's. I feel like it's, But um, like my awareness doesn't really know why it's trying to hold a particular space. Okay. Like it just kind of goes, well, what's this yeah.
0: about, and just... Okay. Open. Mm-hmm. yeah, all right, so... Um, they 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 will do different things, but like Miwa's question, it will it will work in different ways, mm-hmm. and they're both important. It's like this car needs at least two gears. Okay, uh, it doesn't doesn't work so well just in one gear eventually. So um, when when you keep it more here, it's doing um, <coughs> it's doing a lot of work on the energy system. It's doing it's keeping the meta more more focused mm-hmm. in some ways, and then you can let it go at times. But for our purposes. Well, this. You know, sometimes it will feel like that, that space is filled with meta. Like mm-hmm. the whole big wide space, very, maybe even infinite, is filled with meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good, but see if you can kind of find a way to make it more uniform, or to allow it to be more uniform. So it's actually the case that when we focus on one thing in the space, it becomes less uniform. It's like everything shrinks to that point in the space. Does that make sense?
5: No.
0: no? Y- you were saying that um, that there were areas of the space where it's like you're not paying attention. In areas where it feels like there's some. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: my attention goes forwards much more. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: That, that's actually quite normal because we're used to our attention mm-hmm. going because The eyes are there, etc. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that too much. But if you can sometimes just imagine it going backwards, just gently use your imagination, imagine it more a 360-degree space just opening out, yeah. Does that
4: make sense? Mm. It does. I mean, then I started getting tension for sort of putting my awareness backwards. And I guess my question was more around... Um, Is there a purpose in actually just letting it... I mean I guess what you're saying sounds like when I have it um, as a held field, it's more about me receiving and feeling it. When it's open it's just about being in it and letting it flow um, out or around or through. I mean I've had it at points where it is just the whole field is meta, but a lot of the time it's kind of in an in-between space of... Yeah.
0: Okay, what's the question there? That's, uh...
4: I think the question is... Is there... what? What is the best place to work? Like, is it best to work? with this bubble that you're saying that
0: you've been guiding us to, mm-hmm. or with the sense of uh, the openness? And the I, I would sense. say both, both. So <coughs> two, two gears. Mm. So you've got first gear and you've got another, another gear, which is much, much more open. Um, most people will find, with a lot of meta practice, that it naturally will open up to a kind of infinite space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will naturally... The, the quality of the meta will feel different in that space than it does mm. in, in the... Um but even that big infinite space can have different qualities of meta in it. So sometimes and, and this applies even when the bubble is small, you know, like we were saying, sometimes it feels warm, sometimes it feels very tender, sometimes it feels very bubbly, sometimes it's very bright. Sometimes it's just it's just more spacious and really still, but it's still got like uh, it's it's a it's a more subtle flavour of meta, you know. Um and sometimes it's very warm and very kind of passionate, you know. Um, all of that's good. Um, I would just explore these different different spaces for now, okay. you know, um, and note just for now, notice how they're different, and and include them both. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay.
6: Um, going on from that, well, yeah. Just um, said that the, the, the meta in the bubble has feels different you know at
0: different, different times yeah,
6: yeah. and because I've been doing kind of a, you know um using one word rather than the phrase okay um and and then um, and then checking back in to what the envelope feels like good good um what I, and so I've said something like joy mm-hmm and before I kind of, this was doing it to a friend, to so send the joy, I just check. Yeah. Um, and and then you know there with, was with another one. And what I what I've noticed is that um, if I'm thinking or feeling joy to send, then the meta's always the same. When I'm thinking joy, it's kind of sparkling. Mm-hmm. And light, like, and then, but the, when I'm thinking like cherishing, mm-hmm. it, it immediately it has a different quality. Mm-hmm. So, the, what's in my mind, or is colouring the matter? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. How's that right? Definitely.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: So when I say that, what's in my mind, in my awareness, mm-hmm. in my consciousness?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
6: Kind of have quite profound. I
0: mean, in, and is that in my um, Which consciousness is that? <coughs> I the personal one? Which consciousness is yeah. that? How do you mean? Personal. Which, which consciousness? <coughs> is it personal or universal?
5: Yeah. <coughs> um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> Uh, That was a universal consciousness sneezing uh, (laughs) transmission. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure I I know the answer to that. I mean, it's... You know, certainly we can see my individual consciousness when I think X, it colours the meta like this. When I drop that word into my conscious, it colors the meta like this. Um, going back to Hannah's question, it, um, you know, this may be later for, for many people, or, or maybe coming up now, whatever, there's a way when the meta gets really deep that it really opens up, the whole field opens up, and there's a sense of, of oneness in there, um, that M- the the sense is not so much of a separate consciousness here and a separate consciousness; there. it all begins going into oneness. And then, you know, um, there's also a sense very much in this is quite an important point. And I th- I'm not sure how much I want to go into it at this point of the retreat, but it can feel very much, in, in, especially in relationship to what what you've just observed, Rosa, that, that oh well, I'm 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 colouring this this matter. I'm somehow building the matter, mm-hmm. and yet, again, as it deepens, one gets the sense that what one's really doing is revealing matter, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, it's one's kind of getting out of the way, and matter is, you could say, at some level a fundamental, uh, a fundamental. Aspect of reality that pervades the universe. You could say love pervades the universe, mm-hmm. and within that, it has different shades and qualities, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, that's to to my uh, that's as true as saying something in my brain makes a neural connection, and this makes it different. Mm-hmm. And um, they're both equally valid truths. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know it's like both if, if, you, if you want I think um, practically there's two things one is in terms of understanding and one is in terms of practice in terms of practice what's really important is, is your observation and several people have noticed this and I mentioned it in the instructions or something. I say different phrases and different words and because of this openness to the energy body and the sensitivity I feel the different resonances and I can really ride those waves and they feel differently and if I want to hang out in one I can do that and just just kinda of, well, I like the feeling of when I say joy, and maybe not certainly not every, certainly not every time, but sometimes when I say the word joy in the meta and it goes, there's a little or a lot or something, a little bit of a something, and I can hang out in that and, and let it build and kind of get into that, let it pervade, maybe, just just kinda of ride that for a while, then it maybe settles. So practically speaking, you're we are as I say surfing the, these waves and being very responsive. It's a very malleable energy. It's like... Mm-hmm. And we're really learning to kind of coax it and, um, uh, yeah, surf those waves. Yeah? Practically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Like I said, it, feeling cannot be there all the time. It cannot be there all the time. But, as I was saying, was it yesterday in the instructions, it's like, um, if I put too much pressure and demand, it's like, it, I won't notice some of these more subtle resonances. But if I... It, if I'm not, not so much pressure, and I just let myself be open and sensitive, I actually acknowledge there are these resonances. They might be unremarkable. No problem. We're not, we're not um, <coughs> kind of intensity junkies here. That's not, that's not what it's about. The, the more intense, the better. It's just, it's, it's actually more about sensitivity and picking up what's there and just g- going with that um, and, and slowly kind of cultivating something through that. So that's the practical side. The other side has to do with insight and has to do with emptiness. Mm. That um, what we perceive is um, is dependent on what's in the mind. In other words, the mind colours what we perceive. And we may or may not get more into that as the retreat goes on. But that's that again, going back to Miwa's question, that again is one of the it's probably the most profound blessing of metta practice. And I'm, I'm not even sure how much we're going to get into on this retreat, but, but it has to do with when, when I engage in cultivation practices, the mind starts uh, moving in a greater range of mind states than it does if it's just left alone. In other words, sometimes you know, when the metta starts working well, you start going into places of calmness or openness or softness that you wouldn't otherwise have gone to. The range has expanded. As the range expands, the perception changes. Do you understand? The the mind is different, the consciousness is different, and I start to see everything differently. The body feels different, the body sense is different, the self sense is different, the world sense, the front lawn is different. What is it to go out on the front lawn? You're grumbling, and and you look around. And and what is it to go out there when the matter is really you know it 's a different you 're out in a deva realm you 're out in a in a you know which is real what 's the real front lawn <laughs> So th- this actually t- 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 this is th- the most profound if i can if I can approach it with you know with my intelligence and, and can I want the insight out of it um, that 's actually the most profound uh blessing of of these cultivation practices I start to see something about about the malleability and the what we call the emptiness of perception, and it comes because my range of mind state has grown, yeah, so we we may or may not get more into that um, uh, but th- theres there's a lot in what you're saying, yeah what you're
5: saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, um, does that make sense when I say that yeah, yeah? yeah. so um. It's one thing to obviously to you know to, to understand it intellectually, and the blessing again of practice—you go in and out, and in and out, and in and out—and then it's a real question: what is the real front lawn? It's a, it becomes a real question. It's like, what is the reality here? And the same thing about the inner reality: what is the real body right now? What is the real emotion? What is the real all of that? Um, and and sing in and out, in and out, and seeing over and over again with, with this questioning, with this questioning. And starts to undermine the belief in independent existence of things, which has everything to do with emptiness. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, What? what, uh, Just for someone who hasn't spoken. Yeah, June. Um. It was
2: just when you said about meta pervading everything.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, kind of about bringing more a Sense of devotion into the meta, and what I'm really noticing is that I I don't really want to send meta to me or anybody else, I just kind of want to hang out in meta, and um, yeah, I I think you said something about about channeling on on yourself, so just be good to hear.
0: Yeah, okay, very good. So, um This matter is so rich, and and experientially it it moves through so many different uh, ways of expressing and and manifesting, etc. So, um, (coughs) and it it also relates to to what both Rose and Hannah were asking. So one way of doing matter is what I call the very, um, I was going to say human way. It's that humdrum human, and it's like, I... I'm wishing you well, may you be well, may you be well. From this human to that human, may you be well. Um, that's important. Um, but there are other times, um, and pe- people are different with this, but I would say for everyone, with a lot of meta practice, it deepens into a different sense of things. And there is a sense of, sort of, of meta just pervading everything. And then it's not so much like I over here, I'm giving meta to you over there. It's like we are in meta. And what it is, is just recognizing and feeling that one is in meta. So that's an actual, what you could say, meditative, mystical perception. Call it what you want. Um, but it opens up very naturally in that way, with time, but different people, you know, have different preferences. Um, and then then the job is more to, like, let yourself soak it up. Recognize that you're in it, bathe in it, open to it. Am I opening to it? Am I receiving it? You know, really, so you're it becomes less of a doing and more of an opening, more of a receiving. Um, but then if, you, if you're thinking about metta to someone else, it's also like realizing that they're in it and they're soaking it up. You understand? Um, now, there could be another way, which is, you know, Quan Yin's over there and she's uh, beaming her love into someone else. <laughs> or she's beaming her love into your heart and it's going into someone else. You, know, you can play with it. It doesn't really matter. One of the interesting, you know, dimensions that that differs is how much it feels like I am doing it, how much I'm doing it, and that that's a very interesting piece. And again, as it goes deeper, it will feel like uh, over time. This could take weeks for some people, months, whatever. It doesn't it? Doesn't matter. But um, it begins to feel like I'm I'm not really doing this. It's it's there somehow. It's there to reveal, to tap into to allow and acknowledge Uh, but I would still say even at that stage it might be important to to be able to shift gear into the more humdrum human I want to give you why because that's also part of life and we we exist on that level as well as the more you know divine level you know and and it just completes the richness of the metta-practice. So go for that if that's what's working for you, but then sometimes just see if you can do it the other way too. Yeah? yeah. yeah Does that, you. that yeah. make sense?
2: Yeah, and I think that's a good idea, because they, they often feel very separate.
0: Guess, yeah. yeah. They, they will start to feed each other. In other words, the more, the more you be, go with what you're... Go with what works for you, what, what feels like it's helpful. And then after a while that makes everything else easier too. So you could just kind of build on that rather than building on trying to build something that's more difficult for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um The First time I went on a meta sort
5: of
6: retreat and it was practicing meta. It very much reminded me of, I was doing an energy healing course mm-hmm. prior to that. Yeah. And it very much reminded me of distant e- healing mm-hmm. that we used to practice together in a group. And um, I guess the question I have is, just I just wonder whether, you know, obviously our thoughts, and our loving intentions, whether that that sort of affects the person we're sending it to, really. Mm-hmm.
5: I guess
0: I've always wondered that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I wonder that, too. <laughs> um, apparently, there there have been some studies that show some uh, effect of, of prayer and that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know exactly what they were, but they showed some definitely positive effect of that. I would say, though, um, that though that might be the case, and it can definitely be the case, there are certainly limits on that. That's where the equanimity also comes in, because um, there are limits to uh, the effects of our love on other other beings. You can love someone; but they're still choosing what's maybe not so good for them, etc. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, the primary thing that we're doing here is working on our own heart. Mm-hmm. And when I do the metta, uh, sort of Miwas question, when I do the metta, I'm transforming the habits of intentions of my heart. So, (coughs) we may not typically think of the the heart as a sort of a collection of habits of intention. It's not very kind of cuddly sounding. (laughs) Uh, But in a way, that's what it is, you know. We have habits of seeing things a certain way, intending a certain way, you know. Oftentimes, unfortunately, the habits are not so much towards kindness. Kindness brings happiness, kindness brings well-being, kindness opens the heart and the consciousness, it softens things, it does all kinds of good stuff. So the groove of the mind is usually not in that. The intentions, the habits of thought are usually not in, in that. So what we're doing is we're changing the habits slowly. You understand? We're, there's one real level that we're reconditioning the heart and mind through metapractice. practice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the more we do that, the, the, it begins to be that the groove of the mind is more habitually in kindness. That's where it hangs out more. That becomes more its natural home. Um, when that's the case, I start to be in the world a different way. You know, I'm uh, what I choose in the world. Instead of just being about me me me, and, and etc, it starts to spill out, so my actions become in the world more bringing more healing, etc you understand, and again, like we say, we mean, what, I have enough, I have enough, and when I have enough, I can give if i don't have enough it 's hard to give and it 's hard to sustain giving it 's hard to even care when I have enough naturally uh the the looking and the and the giving and the the sensitivity starts to flow out in a way that's sustainable and, and healthy. So changing the heart habits, transforming the heart mm-hmm. habits over time, starts to, starts to uh, spill out into the world, into, into our care in the world. Yeah. Um, how, how are you guys doing? Um,
2: <laughs>
5: yeah
0: I need to um, well, I'd like to say just um, a couple of short things. what do I want to say? Um, I can say some stuff tomorrow, so one thing very briefly. Um, we've got categories, yeah, so far we've got three: um, the self, the easiest, and then the friend. Um, but friend is easy, easy friend. Meaning um, if it feels like, oh, we're doing the friend today and was really conscious of these difficulties or the, or the ways that there's some, um, you know, heaviness in, in that uh, relationship or some problem in the relationship, choose another friend. Um, they uh, belong in a different category right now. So we're, we're wanting to kind of go where it's easy, easy right now. Sometimes I use the analogy, it meta's a bit like getting a campfire going and you don't come uh, with a big, soggy log <laughs> <laughs> and plunk it on the... You come with the dried little bits of kindling and bits of paper and get that going, get it going, get the fire going a little bit. When it's ready, that log will burn, okay? So you might love your friend, um, but there might be some difficulty with them, and if there is consciously, then they belong in the difficult person. We're going to get to that much later. So at the moment, keep it light. We're, we're cultivating this um, buoyancy and lightness and brightness as much as possible. That's really going to, for where we're going with the emptiness and the matter, that's going to really um, uh, help us. saying. Um, does that make sense? Okay.
2: Is the, the questions over?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Catherine needs to go and... Um, <coughs> We could stay a little longer, or? I have a meeting. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, let me ask, do you, do you want to end now, guys, or do you want to continue a little bit, or?
5: That's
0: very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, you like to continue? You've know got a lot more work to do than us. Um, I'm happy. I'm in my uh, element. <laughs> 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 um, uh, why don't we set it a limit, though, so that we can ha- have a little quiet time? We'll take another ten minutes. How's that? Does that sound okay? Okay. Um, so you Yeah. Please. Are, are you happy opening it? Yeah. Thanks. So Jane, yeah.
2: It was actually something that Rose said that I wanted to follow on from, when she talked about how the word, the words, kind of bring up a feeling of mm-hmm. like a, a quality. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I, I get a lot of pain. I get a lot of pain in my chest, so sometimes it's quite, it's quite difficult with the meta. I feel like I've got kind of those two. There's two things happening. Yeah,
0: coexisting, yeah.
2: And, you know, I've been focusing on the the space Mm -hmm. and the kind of expansiveness and the allowing. And when Rose said that, you know, about the words, because I've I've really felt felt that, that each one of the different phrases kind of feels like it brings something different. Yeah, good. And I thought that if there's an area where there's a lot of pain, yeah. for instance, like for me in my chest, yeah. and there's a sort of, there's an unkindness I- inherent within it because it's painful mm-hmm. and it feels restricted and it feels, yeah. the actual thing of it, it feels un- it feels unkind. I mean, pain does, does feel, it okay. doesn't feel kind and it's quite difficult yeah. to kind of, somehow get the expansiveness and you know the whole journey with it and i thought about really just going actually going into it going towards it Mm -hmm. just with what, just with a word Mm -hmm. i thought just Mm -hmm. go there and just say love Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. kindness because it it feels like it's just that different message yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because the thing in it itself it feels It, yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Beautiful. What, what do you think about that? I think that's
2: absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, um, great. It just feels right. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for not it. to work so expansively, but just not all the time. But to spend yeah. some of the time just yes. contradicting the message yes. of the actual. Yes, most definitely. Place most definitely.
0: Yeah. So, but I would keep the idea of having different gears. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes be more expansive, and and, mm. and it's like giving it lots of space, like we talked about when we met. It's like allowing, allowing. Yeah. Um. And sometimes putting a different thing in, putting a different response in, which is the word love or, or, some, or kindness or something, you're, you're actually adding something different. You see, what typically happens, this, again, this has everything to do with emptiness, um, what what happens is something goes on for us, inner or outer, and we've always got a response to it. There's always a response to it. There's always a way that we're r- relating to that thing. And oftentimes, the way that we're relating to that thing is not fully conscious, But with pain, for example, we're usually relating to it with I want to get rid of it, which is a kind of unkindness even. It's a kind Mm -hmm. of aversion. And that tends to feed the whole thing. The whole thing becomes a kind of nest of unkindness and and starts injecting energy into the actual pain. Mm -hmm. Um, when When you start kind of learning to, or developing ways of relating differently to what's going on that that means the whole mix of what's happening be- begins to be different and so something different starts to unfold and we can do that in lots of different ways so when you're when you're adding when you're saying like going right there and putting the word love in that's that's dropping something different into the water mm. because maybe even not realizing it what's there is is some fighting it and some anger that it's there and, and all that and that's there and love is the opposite of I that I know I know that the fighting yeah. and, okay. is. And, and that's it's like it's like pouring gasoline on fire yeah, basically it's very difficult to of course yeah, yeah, but that's that's the habit that's what we were saying with Nina it's the habits of heart habits of heart it's okay you're talking about something very human mm. so don't imagine that it's only you with this <laughs>
5: I think the, I'm, I'm with a
0: <laughs> you're 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 talking. No, this is this is really really important. This is really you're talking, Jane, about a pattern that goes with the nature of consciousness. It's not even just human, actually. It's it goes with consciousness. When there's difficulty, there tends to be aversion. When there's difficulty, there tends to be aversion. That aversion is like pouring gasoline on the fire. And then then I've got a whole other. You know, it's like we, we'll talk more about this maybe, but um and learning to actually not pour gasoline on the fire but start to pour water on the fire you know really really important mm-hmm. and then the whole actually you know it's not even that the gasoline and the fire are separate things it's like the reaction to it and the thing itself are are one one thing they're they're feeding each other you understand yeah Um, so what you're doing is you're changing that whole you're learning to not react in a a way and something something different can come from that. so I would experiment with that most definitely. And then the other thing you're doing, you know, the spaciousness because also what happens is when there's pain we contract around the pain and that contraction is like a pressure cooker. It, It heats it up more. It's again, it's like pouring gasoline on the fire. The consciousness, have you noticed this with physical pain or fear or something? Everything gets smaller yeah. yeah that smallness is is again it's not something separate from the thing itself it's it's part of the whole it's part of the whole pattern it's like one pattern, the pain and the smallness around it and if I start creating or allowing some space then I'm actually um, I've got a different pattern then. I think what happens is that you know I go through the day
2: and I do the different things and it's like you know different things are happening. The the expansion and then it, what happens is it tends to it tends to go oh, oh, here again, it's the same nothing I've done has done anything right. okay. that kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it's just to be mindful of yeah. that because that's mm. yeah. that's probably not, that you know, that's not really true, or okay. it, it, well, it seems true, it seems like it's exactly the same as it was this morning yeah. Or, yeah. or as it was yesterday yeah. or
0: yeah. So this is very important, Jane. Um, what about if we just backed off the question of trying to get rid of this thing forever today? <laughs> um, what's going to get rid of it? I mean, there's a number of things. It's partly changing changing the heart habits, and eventually it will dissolve. It will dissolve. I can guarantee you that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I, I can. It will. But more importantly, what's going to be significant is, is the understanding. Mm-hmm. The understanding is the piece. And um, if I start to understand this piece that we've been talking about, how I'm adding gasoline to the fire, if we stay with that image, if I start to understand that, then I can learn to stop adding gasoline to the fire. And that's what's going to make the difference. So there's, there's a piece about just doing things differently, but through doing things differently, understanding. So that means that in a way go it will go back and forth no problem but in the going back and forth i start to understand things mm. so as you say it's like that thought here i am it's just the same it's never going to change guess what that is that's gasoline yeah. that's gasoline right there a
2: bunch of better experiments.
0: <laughs> no well yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not pretending this is easy Th- these, yeah. these are these are deep you know yeah. difficult human patterns so you know, I might say it like this, and just cause for the sake of clarity, but I'm not saying it's easy or quick. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that's going to make the most difference eventually, is understanding how is it that the mind pours gasoline on fires. Mm-hmm. And you could say that's what the Buddha understood underneath that tree. That's what he understood. At the deepest level, how the mind pours gasoline on fires unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So we're in this to kind of understand that, and that means... I'm going to see it over and over. But thoughts like that, it's like Mm. you can feel they're poison. Mm. You can feel they draw you in. And again, if we talk about perception, what's reality, they draw you into a certain way of looking and believing. And begin to say, is is this really real? Is this really real? Or is it adding something Mm. to something? So, you know, sometimes patterns that have been around a long time, sometimes they go like that and sometimes they take longer to go. You know, it's a gradual process of just changing the energetic grooves, grooves but also the understanding. Um, but if you can think about it as, as this sense of... E- for anyone who's not a Buddha, okay, that's everyone in this room, <laughs> anyone who's not a Buddha, anytime there's some difficulty, we add extra difficulty without realizing it. Okay? And the question is, can I begin to see how I'm doing that, and kind of begin to stop doing that? So everything that you've said, this noticing, and if I put the word love in, it's like it's telling you, it's part of that understanding. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's that understanding that will, that's going to really have a lot of power, as much as just mm-hmm. the the patience with with doing things differently. They, they both come together. So going back to meanwhile, the cultivation and the insight, they come together and they're very powerful. Um, sometimes it's sudden, sometimes it's it's more slow, but that question, just being interested in, yeah, okay, the mind is is doing something that's adding more. Adding, is this making sense? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's adding more, and and I'm interested in learning how it's adding more, so I can begin not adding more. Yeah. Okay, that's good I'm conscious of time as well. I, I um, thank you. You're welcome,
2: Jane. I, I just had to say to Jane, this is my first retreat. i I'm no expert.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'm sure it's like that, but I think, Okay, you know, good. I, think I was just kind of acknowledging okay.
0: that, that kind of... Hands up who's a meta-expert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: it's, yeah. <laughs> um... I think it's probably good to stop if that if that's okay. Just just in terms of not you know, containing it a little bit. Yeah. Does that feel okay? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's have a bit quiet.
2: Thank you for listening.